group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What's going on? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. I would love if you could take a second to give Destinations Beyond Expectations a follow on Instagram and a like on Facebook. And no matter where you're listening, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. Glacier Bay National Park is an absolutely beautiful national park located in southeastern Alaska. The park, which is named for its abundant tidewater and terrestrial glaciers, is a popular stop for Alaskan cruises. In fact, over 80% of Glacier Bay visitors arrive via cruise. My guest today is Macy Kozar from Passport for Adventure. Macy gives us some insight on unique places to see in and nearby Glacier National Park, and we also chat about a few other experiences around Alaska. Macy is actually organizing a group trip to Glacier Bay in 2022. Make sure to check the show notes to learn more about that tour and how to get in touch with Macy if you're interested in joining that unbelievable Alaskan adventure. I really enjoyed learning about Glacier Bay, so let's get to the show. Here's my chat with Macy. All right, Macy, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, you're organizing a group trip to Alaska in 2022, and that looks absolutely amazing. Um, And I want to talk about that. But before we do, I'd like to ask you about your time in Alaska because you've been there before. Um, What was your experience in Alaska like and what did you learn? You know, Alaska's kind of funny. I think a lot of people, especially maybe younger people, get this misguided notion of Alaska as the place that retired people go on those big giant cruise ships and sit on the balcony and watch the landscape go by. Um, And it can be that, but (laughs) it's also a lot more. Um, It's really great for families and adventure travelers and just anybody who loves nature-focused travel. It's um, it's huge. It's vast. There's so many national parks to explore if you're a national park junkie like I am. Um, and there's just a lot of different ways to be able to travel. You can do a cruise on one of those big ships or a small ship like we'll talk about later. Um, you can do a land trip and explore on your own or there's even rail options for someone who doesn't like to drive on their own. And I think a lot of people don't think about the fact that um, – It's a great winter destination. I send clients all the time up there to go see the Northern Lights and do snowshoeing and do, you know, go take a ride on a sled dog. Um, So it's, it's just a really diverse and super fun place to visit. Awesome. Now, I think if you asked most people to name one city in Alaska, they'd probably say Anchorage. Um, And you've been there. Can you tell me what Anchorage is like? You know, Anchorage is the most populous city in Alaska, but in in terms of what most people think of as a populous city, it, it doesn't translate. Um, it's actually a really cute little quaint town. The downtown area um, is super fun to walk around in the evening, get some dinner, do some shopping. The um, inlet there comes in and you can see the, um, the locals down there fishing. Um, there is one restaurant right on the bridge there where you can actually watch them fishing while you're eating your dinner. So it's, it's just a very cute, quaint town. It's a great starting place for those people who come in for those land adventures, like I was talking about before they head north to Denali or down to Seaward and Kenai Fords. Um, and that Alaska Railroad I was talking about earlier is right there in the middle of town. So you can literally walk to the railway station to get on the train. So 
super, super quaint, small and convenient. Great town. And you mentioned uh, Denali <laughs> National Park. That's another place that people will recognize when, you know, Alaska's brought up. Um, tell me about Denali National Park. You, you were actually there, right? What did you get to experience? I have been there. You know, Denali's huge. It's such a big national park. Um, and for people who visit national parks often, it's, it's different than some of the others. Um, you can't just get in a car and go explore it on your own. You can't get past um, mile marker 14 in the park in your own car. Well, once a year, there's a lottery and you can. But <laughs> for most people, you can't tour the park on your own. You've got to take um, one of their guided tours. They have several different options. I took the eight-hour tour. Um, so you're on a bus, and that eight-hour takes you back to mile marker 66. And it's it's really kind of a cool experience because the driver is also your guide. They've got a mic on, and they're pointing out different animals or wildlife, telling you about the park, telling you um, all about what you're seeing as you travel along. They do make lots of stops along the way to get out, stretch your legs, take photos. Um, and then if you've got, you know, more time to explore, they do have buses for people who are specifically going into the park to hike. So the bus, you can hop off of the bus at any point, go hiking, get on the next bus that comes along to take you back to the entrance. Um, so it's just so big. I would highly recommend more than one day if you can swing it. And a lot of people don't for whatever reason, but multiple days is would be ideal and if you can the ultimate way to visit is to stay in one of the backcountry lodges in the back of the park it's just an incredible experience to get to stay inside the park wake up to that grandeur and that beauty ever in the morning so awesome and you did mention there uh you know like the wildlife is something that people really love when they visit denali what kind of uh like animals or wildlife can you expect to see if you visit the park bears of course um we did see bears. The funny thing was, is the day I was there, it was a heat wave. <laughs> I think it was 72 degrees that day. And it was sunny. It was full sun, blue skies. I did get to see the peak of Denali, which I think only like 30% of the people who go into the park get to see the peak because it's usually covered by clouds. So it was an exciting day for all of the locals because it was so warm. And <laughs> But the our driver guide was telling us we would, we would, less wildlife that day because it was so hot at 72 degrees which i'm from texas and i was like had a sweatshirt on so um but we did we saw bear we saw moose we saw caribou uh, lots of marmots so tons of wildlife you know even on a day that wasn't supposedly the best for wildlife viewing so awesome now you had mentioned uh you know the alaskan sled dogs and how that's a great experience and actually, in a blog that you've written in the past, you've said, you know, the Alaskan sled dogs is a, a great experience, especially for kids. Um, talk to me about what that is like. You know, the sled dogs are, are really um, an important part of Alaskan history. They started using those back in the gold rush days when everyone was coming to Alaska to look for gold. And they were using them to, you know, go cross country. And they've they still use them to this day. And they of course have the very famous Iditarod race every every year. Um, I did visit the sled dogs inside Denali. Denali has their own working sled dog team um, that they use in the winter to get the park rangers around the park, help protect the park. Um, and you can go visit those sled dogs inside the park and pet them and love on them and talk to the park rangers about them and super fun. Kids love it, of course, so do adults. 
Um, but there's lots of places around the, the state that you can do those sled dog excursions. There's one, you know, outside of Anchorage or down in Juneau, you can do it as well. So there's lots of places around where you can have that um, experience. I highly recommend it. <laughs> now, we mentioned at the top of the show that you are organizing your own group tour uh, that's going to take place in June of 2022, where you're going to be sailing around Glacier Bay National Park in Alaska. And on this trip, you've said that your group will get to discover Alaska in an unrushed, unbelievable and uncrowded way. Um, Can you talk to me about your trip and then tell me what you mean by unrushed, unbelievable and uncrowded? So the the trip that we're taking is on uncruise adventures. Um, So everything that you think of when you think of a cruise, like a typical big cruise, you just kind of throw that out the window. Um, Uncruise is a small ship expedition style sailing. Um, Our particular ship, the max guest capacity is 76 people. So very small, very intimate, and their focus is on um, nature, wildlife, and adventure. So no um, Vegas style shows at night, (laughs) no formal night. Um, So at night we'll have guest speakers you'll have naturalists guides on board and they'll do discussions in the evening maybe about the wildlife or the ecology or the environment or maybe the history of the area that you might be visiting the next day um you get twice daily excursions in your cruise fare and those excursions are things like kayaking skiff rides hiking or bushwhacking and they have a a multitude of, of options. So if you have someone on board who can't do a strenuous hike um, through the forest, then they'll they'll also offer like a coastline walk. So there's always options depending on your, you know, physical ability level. And it the as I was saying, each each excursion is include you'll have a naturalist guide that points out what you're looking at, tells you about the history. So it's it's fun, of course, but it's also really educational. I always tell people it's kind of like summer camp, except with really good food and drinks. <laughs> so I've done um, uncruise twice before. I did Sea Cortez in Baja, Mexico, and the Galapagos with them. So I'm super excited to do Alaska as well. And you mentioned your cru- your cruise has essentially some really great inclusions. Um, one of the, the features is you're going to be stopping at Glacier Bay National Park. I think you mentioned that. Um can you maybe describe Glacier Bay National Park just a little bit more for listeners out there who may not know what that is? Sure. So I, I think Glacier Bay is probably one of the national parks besides Denali that a lot of people have at least heard of. It's one of the you know largest and most popular of the national parks in Alaska. Um, it's huge. It's over three, three million acres. So very big national park, but it's also a designated world heritage site. It's a, um, a sacred homeland for the Tinglet native people of the area. So it's a very um, important place for lots of different reasons, but it's it's a um, internationally protected ecosystem as well. And most people who go to that national park on those big cruise lines, they only see a little small portion of it. And we're gonna be inside the park for two full days, exploring all the furthest reaches of the park Um, in our small ship that we can get back in those little areas and we'll be exploring, like I was saying, via kayak or skiff rides. So we'll get to see all of the places that 99% of the people that go to that national park don't get to see. We will have a national park ranger on board with us as well that'll, you know, 
teach us about what we're seeing in the, the national park and the history of the area too. And as, as we're talking through your trip, it seems to me like this is a really great opportunity, more so than maybe other trips, to really learn a lot, like in an up-close and personal way. Absolutely. It, it's very educational, but, but in a fun way, you know, it, it's, it's, there are no typical, you know, cruise ports on this, on this itinerary there, we won't be stopping at any towns or any uh, traditional cruise ports. Every place that we go, will be in the middle of nowhere. We'll just, you know, pull our skiff up to go hiking. So it's really immersing yourself in the nature and the wildlife of the region. One thing that really jumped out to me when I looked at uh, your inclusions was you guys will be doing some whale watching um, in Frederick Sound. That must be an amazing experience. Uh, what kind of whales are you guys going to be looking for? Um, mostly humpbacks. The humpbacks come to that region um, every summer. They feed on the krill and the plankton and other fish. They, they just kind of swarm that that area. So definitely humpbacks, but it's very likely we could see orcas um, and maybe belugas as well. That's awesome. Um, there's also birding, which is another great, you know, animal experience that you can do, um, on South Marble Island. How many amazing wildlife photos can someone capture on this trip with you? Oh my gosh. So many, I, you know, I always tease that when I grow up, I want to be a national geographic photographer. So (laughs) I take a lot of photos, um, so much wildlife, so many photo opportunities that like you've mentioned, great for birders, um, We'll, we'll see puffins, which everyone loves to see the puffins, but oyster catchers and cormorants and probably lots of others that I don't even know the names of yet, but I will after this cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, whales, bear, um, maybe some wolves if we're lucky. Um, just the otters, everybody loves the otters. Uh, sea lions, so eagles, so much wildlife to see. So from wildlife, up close and personal experiences and getting outdoors and just experiencing Alaska, um, if someone wants to learn more about your trip, um, where should they go? Um, they can always call me um, or email. Um, email is Macy, M-A-C-I, at passportforadventure.com. Or um, on my Facebook page, I've got a pinned post at the top of the page that talks a lot about this um, particular sailing. It's got photos. It's got some links to some videos as well. Um, and that's just Passport for Adventure Travel on Facebook. And you can message me there too as well, of course. And tell me a little bit more about Passport for Adventure. What's what's the company all about? Um, I have been planning travel for about 14 years now. I, as you can probably tell from this conversation, I'm kind of a nature and wildlife enthusiast. Um, and I'm a little bit of an adventure junkie. I have a motto that it's not fun until you sign a waiver. Um, and it's kind of become a thing. So now every time my clients or my colleagues or friends or family have to do something that requires a waiver, they always tag me in it and said, it must be fun. I'm signing a waiver. So, um, And I'm a mom of three. So my passion is planning trips that are, you know, nature, active adventure, wildlife, family adventures. I love planning bucket list trips like African safaris or Galapagos or Machu Picchu. I just love helping people check off their bucket lists. Um, I'm a Costa Rica specialist. We just returned from our fifth trip down there this summer. We love it there. We love the wildlife. We love the people. Um, It's so easy to get to. Um, So I love planning trips to there as well. 
you know, I just think a lot can be learned from experiencing new destinations and cultures and just getting out of your comfort zone. So I know I personally feel the most alive when I'm experiencing something new. And I just think I'm super lucky to help others to do the same. So what's one place that you (laughs) haven't been to yet that you really can't wait to go to? Oh, my gosh, there's a lot. (laughs) Um, I would love to go to Borneo and see the orangutans in the wild before they're gone from the wild. Right. That would probably be my number one. Yeah. Right now, anyway. Yeah. It'll change. It always does. (laughs) It's always changing. Um, Yeah. Macy, one more question before we call it an interview here. Um, On Destinations Beyond Expectations, we call ourselves students of travel, people who never stop learning about travel, who love learning about travel. So I want to ask you, are you someone who considers yourself a student of travel? And if so, can you tell me like maybe one thing or just a couple things you've learned along the way? Of course, I'm a student of travel. <laughs> um, I love, like I was saying just a second ago, I, I think that getting out of your comfort zone and experiencing an, another culture, another um, just place is the best way to, is the best way to learn. I mean, you can sit in a room and read a history book, but until you step into that other culture and talk to the people, I just don't, I don't think it translates until you've done it in person. Same thing with, you know, wildlife and saving, saving the environment and the planet. I I think sitting in a room and reading about different, you know, ecosystems or the rainforest in South America, it, I don't think it's really going to strike, strike your heart and cause people to want to change their, their actions until then maybe they experience it for themselves. Yeah, I love that message and I totally agree. You know, being there and experiencing experiencing something just it hits a little different. It just, you know, it really touches your heart. So, um yeah. I love that message. Uh Macy, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you uh spending some time to talk about Alaska. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I love to talk travel. A big DBE thank you to Macy for coming on the show. You can learn more about Passport for Adventure and Macy's upcoming Glacier Bay tour by checking the show notes for this episode. Be sure to visit groupexperience.com, the official home of the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast, to learn more about building your travel tribe. DBE also has a website, dbetravel.com, which has the complete episode library and some fun blogs to explore. If you haven't checked out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook yet, now is a great time to pop over and give the page a like. It's a great way to stay connected with the podcast. No matter where you're listening, if you don't mind hitting that subscribe or follow button, that would be super helpful and much appreciated. Last thing, just a friendly reminder to pass this podcast along to someone you know who loves the world of travel. I love watching this podcast grow And there is always room for more students of travel to be part of the podcast community. Well, that is all I've got. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.